And welcome back to another episode of Ladies First. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Corey. I'm joined by Taylor, and we have our very, very favorite guest back with us today. Wendy Curry's here. Yay. Yay. Hi, ladies. She agreed to come back. Miracle of miracles. <laughs> welcome Love you back. guys. Thank you. Um, we have a very special episode planned for today because it's September and some of you may not know, but for those of us who do know, it's all about the bisexuals. It is. So um, really quick, just because we kind of maybe need to address it and then we're moving on because, you know, the point of this episode is a celebration and I think Taylor and Wendy would agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Party so, time. Last time we had Wendy on... We did address a little bit of a kerfuffle with a certain organization that I'm just not even going to name with ownership of the buy flag and a certain person in that organization has for the past few weeks been going off again. And, you know, we talked to Wendy about it. You know, we were like, you know, Wendy, give us your wisdom. What do you think is the best <laughs> approach? And she had a really good um, way of, suggesting how to handle that so if the rest of you guys are still spitting mad about it here's wendy's advice so so my advice and this is from a lot of people who are smarter and and more wise than i is is basically you just don't feed, feed the trolls you know by that was the central um umbrella where we where we would come together um share our our actions to make a, a larger presence for the bisexual community across the world. It hasn't been that for a very long time. And just because they are a 501c3 and because they are technically national doesn't mean they are any more powerful than any other tweeter, any other podcast or anybody, anything else. So at this point, it's basically that the, the rude way to say it is you just don't feed the trolls. You know, clearly their leadership is struggling I don't know, mentally, personally, something, but um, I've stopped following them, which, which hurts because that was a, an organization that meant the world to me, but um, a lot of people I know are doing that as well because this, you don't want her to have you know, a million followers and then that gives her the, the ability to do things like say, um, we don't want the word sex in bisexual or we don't want, um, we're only gonna go after conservatives or whatever her thing of the week is, just, just ignore it. I think it's very important in these times to be carefully curate what you take in on social media and what you take in on the news because we live in an attention economy and we can all, we're going to overwhelm ourselves with this stuff and it's like you have to educate yourself and be aware but also take care of yourself and bring in good things into your life and into your mental space. Exactly. So in and, the and- words of Wendy, I think we can put a stamp on this and say it's not worth your time. Don't give them any more attention or draw any more attention to them. If you see a fellow by who is not maybe aware and is like, what the heck is going on? You can explain a thing to them and then also encourage them to be like, eh, don't have anything else to do with it. Right. And we have a great opportunity right now. Right. So there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, a hole. There's a, a, a need to have a, a bisexual community, which tends to pull us towards that black hole of negativity, right? So we can make our own sun, we can make our own 
world. This Ladies First podcast is a great example of that. You can make a space where we, where people can be drawn to that's not full of negativity. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, that's right, Taylor. You still have to start up that softball league again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of that earlier. <laughs> Notice like, how I put all of it on Taylor now. <laughs> I don't mind. I like the idea of organizing these things um, because I have so many ideas for what to do post-pandemic, like travel plans and organization plans. Yeah, there's nothing going on right now in California. So if it's going on, it's going to be on the East Coast. <laughs> I mean, the East Coast has some pretty good things, and Baltimore is a pretty gay town, like... John Waters, Howard Ashman, right. off the top of my head. So yeah, definitely down for that. Sweet. Um, we'll Wendy. have to work on getting like a fundamentals, ladies first synergy thing going with a somehow get a softball team up and running. We can have little teams across the country play virtually. Right. I wonder if that can be done, like, related to gaming. I don't know much about sports e-game stuff, oh. but that's a possibility. Yeah, that is a possibility. Yeah. That's something we could look into. If you guys are listening, let I shouldn't say if you guys. If y'all are listening and there's an easy game that's not CK2 that I will go off in my own little world on and, like, not play with anybody else, but if there's an easy multiplayer kind of Twitch thing that we could set up, that would be a nice little league for bisexuals who are looking for some community. Let us know in the comments. I would be totally down for that. It could be like that movie, A League of Their Own, but yeah. like a beat. Right. You know, they're remaking that, uh, rebooting it as a TV series on Amazon now, right? Really? Yeah. What well, they know? say they are. We'll see what COVID allows to actually happen. Right. So, but anyways, oh, no. um, I'm going to let Taylor, I know she's chomping at her little historian bit, so I'm getting ready to let her <laughs> loose. Um, we did want to talk, though, about Bisexuality Day, which is a thing, and there's some history around it. So, Taylor, I'm going to let you do your thing. Thank you. So, um, Wendy, I've read about Celebrate Bisexuality Day, but... Oh, I what- love you. You said it right. <laughs> You're awesome. I remember reading a blog post of yours about it and the importance of the name. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if you could like talk about the specific name and what that means to you and how it came about. I would love to. Thank you. Um, So uh, originally this came out of, this was uh, Gigi Raven-Welber, Michael Page and myself getting together in um, Phoenix, I think. Um, And we were very, very tired. We were tired of, Bi activism back then was basically we were the kid sisters of of the gay movement, right? We were we would say us too, us too, we matter too. Please let us be involved. And you know what? They would take our money, um, they would take our title because it increased their numbers. But people weren't really listening to us; they were sort of tolerating us. Um, so what we decided was we were tired of sucking up to people because we had the numbers, we had the people, we had everything to do an incredibly amazing community without having to suck up to anybody. So um, we spent 
quite a bit of time thinking about what we wanted to call it. We didn't want it to be pride because that would be yet again, us two. We're just like you. We, we want something like you, but we want a different day. So we, we sort of brainstormed on exactly what we wanted to do. And what we wanted to do was to actually celebrate our community, the, the vibrancy, the people, the, the specialness that makes us us and not in context, sorry, my lab is going nuts. Um, not, not celebrate, not in context of somebody else, but just us for who we are. So we picked the name Celebrate Bisexuality Day because we wanted to just, you know, celebrate and cherish ourselves and have one day away from activism, one day away from trying to tie with the larger LGBT community or the BLTG community um, and just enjoy ourselves as a group. So it was a day, it wasn't a week, it wasn't a month, it wasn't a pride. It was just us being us together. Yeah, I remember reading your quotes about that and there was a great quote you said several years ago where you said, pride is an outward act, letting the world know we are not ashamed of who we are, were. Celebrate Bisexuality Day was meant to be an inward act, getting our community together to celebrate who we were and how privileged we were to be who we are. And I think that's a really great encapsulation of what I feel when I hear pride versus celebrate Bisexuality Day. The idea of how it's about a community for themselves rather than having to perform something. Right. I'm always, I always cringe when you say, and there's this quote from you. I'm like, oh my God, what did I say? But that one wasn't too bad. So that's okay. <laughs> oh, I had that happen the other day um, with my day job. Someone's like, oh, well, Corey said, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, what I do, what I do. <laughs> but Wendy has good quotes. She does. Um, and for our listeners, I did to understand Celebrate Bisexuality Day was first held actually at a conference in Johannesburg, South Africa on September 23rd, 1999. Um, do any details about that day stick out to you, Wendy? Anything that you would want to bring up? Sure. So, so yes, it was held in Johannesburg. It was also held in Boston that year. Um, and I want to say somewhere in California. Um, but yeah, this is, so we started, it was, it was fun coming up with a day, right? Cause you wanted, at the time there was a, there was a, like a bi pride day that was, um, Valentine's day. And that was kind of problematic because Valentine's day comes with all this extra baggage. So we, we knew we wanted it to be September one, because it gave us enough time to plan something Two, um, it was the month that Freddie Mercury um, was born and it was, you know, when he was going through the end of the AIDS and we, he was a real big bi icon at the time. Um, and then it was Gigi's birthday and it was this autumnal equinox. It was one of the, the pagan solstice. Mm-hmm, the the autumn. autumn equinox. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. So we, we were just, you know, brainstorming the three of us. We went, yeah, that sounds good. Let's pick that day. Yeah, it was very interesting to read about the reasons you all picked um, that month and that date. 
because I'd heard about Freddie Mercury's birthday and Gigi's birthday, but I didn't know about the pagan connection until a few weeks ago. And I was just doing research and found a recent interview from the past few years with Gigi. Uh And it's, I just love the idea that it's like a musician and a religious holiday both contribute to a day for our community. And it really reflects how culture is always interconnected with other elements of culture and how important it actually is for spirituality and sexuality to coexist and work well together. Um, And for, you know, cultural icons, you know, to be involved because they do impact us, you know, people like, Oh, it's just a musician. What, 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 what are they doing for the community? And I'm like, well, they are normalizing it. They're making people feel normal. They're contributing art that validates us. Um, and yep. so I think that's really cool to how we see all these elements going into this day. Yeah. And the three of us were very passionate that, um, that the bi community is a diverse community with, with different, uh, religions, with different people thinking pop is cool and not cool. And, and, um, what makes us powerful is that we are all these little tiny elements. We are musicians. We are pagans we are christians we are whatever and so we just put together um a, a, a small sample of what the bi community is but it makes it i think it makes us as a community and it made the day more powerful that it wasn't just one thing i definitely agree with that and i felt that power when i learned all those different reasons because it's yeah and for our listeners the conference was held by the International Gay and Lesbian Association, and they are now the ILGA World, the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association, which is good that their name is expanded to be more inclusive. But I actually found two different timelines for their organization on their website, and they don't mention that the first, like, Celebrate Bisexuality Day was held at this conference with some, you know, I think that's, yeah, I think one of the problems you'll find doing historical research and, and you find things that I just didn't think existed. You're really, really good. But the problem is when we had the first CBD and like I said, it was held, I don't know, three or four places at once. We weren't thinking this was going to kick off. We were, it might've just been one year and it would go away and uh, while well, it was fun, but then it seemed to resonate with people and it sort of took off. But because we weren't thinking about saving our history and writing down the exact details of who did what to who, because we were just trying something, um, a lot of that sort of is lost into the ethers. Yeah. Which is, which is why I think um, things like Ladies First and when you guys are, do these sorts of things, it's really important because, you know, while we're still around, you know, ask us questions and we'll get it documented i know you'll get it documented taylor documents everything <laughs> I, I i'm not even kidding like by the time her like a year from now you know inshallah we're still here a year from now she's gonna be like Corey, i have five thousand pages worth of documentation on by history what should i do with it <laughs> she is what okay. m- mark my words she's gonna have no. like She's amazing. I mean, she just told me that ATM is is online someplace, which is crazy. That's anything that moves, which was like the coolest buy magazine back twenty years ago. But 
she oh, takes the stuff up. That reminds yeah, you me. know what your new project is, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of your other new projects that I've already assigned to you. Um, Poor Taylor. It's no, it's fine. I like having assignments and projects. But um I learned about anything that moves from this one um bioactivist blogger, Verily Bitchy, and that's how I knew about it because they posted it to their Tumblr. I think you would appreciate this, Wendy. This blogger, Verily Bitchy, learned that the San Francisco Bisexual Center opened on September 23rd mm-hmm. in the 70s, like just coincidence, the same day of CBD. And I didn't know if you knew that, but I thought you would appreciate it. I did know that. Isn't that crazy? I just love little coincidences, yep. how those things line up. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was just reading up on CBD, I learned that in San Francisco, it had two separate bisexual pride days in San Francisco, one of which was on June 23rd, and it's the 23rd date popping up again, and it's weird how the universe kind of comes together sometimes, all that. Yeah, and I think, I'm trying to think, I know Chicago did, I, I think the mayor of San Francisco recognized CBD and did a proclamation on it. There was, I don't know, a half dozen or so towns that did it, and, and I'm thinking San Francisco was one of them. I think this was San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Um, back in 1990, it was Bisexual Pride Day in San Francisco on June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Fast forward six years later, under a different mayor, it yep. was Bisexual Pride Day in San Francisco on August 17th. And right. I was just, when I learned those dates, I was thinking it would be cool if, as a community, we could use those dates for diff- different pride events like Mm -hmm. i really like your take on cbd that it is not about politics or activism it's about just celebrating and doing things for ourselves that are celebratory whether it's like baking a cake or you know sitting with a flag or something yeah my favorite thing for for years to do and and maybe it's because i was doing dog rescue at the time but I would just go sit I live in the country I'd sit out on my field with my dogs and just listen to crickets and just reflect on on the gift that my sexuality is which sounds kind of kind of nerdy but um, it's important to remind ourselves that we are we are special like this this is not we're stuck with this and we're weird and we're odd. this this is something it's a gift. And so, so that's what I would do for years. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about choosing the word celebrate because the connotation of that word is more personal and more individual and it allows for greater expression within a diverse community. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I think of pride, I think of very specific ways to perform pride. Right. Right. We have a parade. We have a music festival. We have we have dress it in our our uniform and yeah. Way too much. Which is good. Consumption. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I live an hour from Boston, so I've been to most of the Boston Pride events. I, you know, because I work for Dell, we'd go and we'd have a float every year, and that's that's important. You know, and and our float always had uh, it had a trans flag, it had a pansexual flag, it had a bisexual flag, and on the rainbow flag because it was important. But um, so that was an important political thing, but it was only, that's, as you say, that's like an outward act. It's showing one that the corporate um, world 
is marketing to our dollars, which is important, and that and that we are part of a a rainbow coalition. But yeah, I think it's important to to look inward within our community. And part of that too is forging our community. We were talking earlier about whether we do games or or softball night. We used to have bike camp for years, which was like the coolest thing in the world. Um, but forging a connection in our community is just so much more important than yet another parade. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I feel taking time to think about those quiet moments of like celebrating yourself is a good way to connect with other people. Cause it's like, you can find people like common values, like what truly matters to you. And also like things like games that you can bond over. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And you know, I, it's probably still a thing. I haven't paid attention. That sounds awful. But you know, suicide used to be a big thing in, in the, the bisexual community. And part of that is that lack of acceptance or the lack of mm -hmm. feeling like you belong. Yeah. And, and it was, it was really important to make people at least hear from someone that it's a gift and that it's not something you're doomed to live with until you don't live anymore or, or you have to become addicted to something because you can't deal with who you are. It's really important that we do within ourselves and within our community, the, the, the mental health piece that says um, we're not doomed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I have you guys seen that uh, Parks and Rec treat yourself? Yes. Yes. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, Celebrate Bisexuality, I mean, we have pride, and pride is a political statement mm -hmm. in its own way. And Celebrate Bisexuality is another type of a political statement. It's maybe yes. not so much as in your face, like we're here and we're asserting, it's so much as, as like, I'm here and I'm proud of myself and I'm going to be excited to yeah. be who I am. Yes. And I'm going to be excited for my sexuality and all the doors that opens up for me personally with the multitude. So this, you know, and if this works for you, consider this a treat yourself day. Right. Yeah. And in fact, that's really important. That was one of the big um, deciding factors that got us um, sort of brainstorming on this in the first place is it is a political act. The fact that we stand up, proud and connected of who we are. I mean, that's what originally pride was supposed to be. That's not what it is now, but I mean, that's, that's a really powerful statement. Well, I mean, especially I'm trying not to go too negative because this is supposed to be an uplifting episode, but in recent times, it seems there are certain people in the LGBT community that are digging their heels in in certain very um, judgmental ways. Yep, and that's not new. Yep. But it seems to be exacerbating. So yeah. especially like in this year, finding that time to celebrate yourself and everything that is awesome about being bisexual. Yep. And just being like, I'm proud of this, and I'm not going to apologize to somebody else in the community just for Ex being bi. Exactly. You can get used to me. I'm happy. Yep. Because you know what? Someone can treat you bad, judge you, or be nasty to you, and it doesn't do anything unless you take it in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, if they're your boss, if they have money, they have something over you. But, you know, if, if people are going to um, 
cut themselves out of an excellent opportunity to have you in their life because they're being ignorant, that's on them. But if you get into that, you know, grovel, 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 forgive me, I'm not that bi, I'll, I'll be really okay, can I sit in the corner and be with you kind of crap, then, then, then they win. And I think that's something to really, I think that's why I think, I keep saying I think that's why, why this year we should really mm-hmm. just make mm-hmm. a point of being very big woohoo celebratory about it is because I do believe in the past five or so years, there's been this big push of like, especially bisexual women mm-hmm. Definitely. from certain points in the community of like, it does feel like you're made to be apologetic just for existing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that if you aren't performing politically enough, then your sexuality is not queer enough and not valid enough. Right. Or if you oh. don't, date only exclusively something enough Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. you're not enough to be dating in this community at all or Mm -hmm. every single part of being bisexual especially for bisexual women and i know bisexual men get it too but you know this is ladies first so Mm -hmm. being a bisexual woman it feels like you're under attack Mm -hmm. just because people are feel more emboldened to tell you i i you just make me uncomfortable and instead Mm of me getting my head wrapped around it i'm gonna make you feel bad instead so i don't have to deal with it right yep i think think oh go ahead no go i was just gonna say it's like i was just thinking about the word celebrate and again what it means to me and you know the magazine anything that moves the title was kind of like taking this really mean stereotype and being like, you know what? Fine. We'll, we'll fuck anything that moves. You know what? That's cool. We're awesome. And, with yep. the, you know, Absolutely. N- not being ashamed of these negative stereotypes and being like, if you're going to cast me as this villain, I'm going to have the best aesthetic. I'm going to be like Maleficent walking down the staircase and sleeping beauty, looking like a badass bitch because you know what? I am powerful. And it's, yep. it's very much like, Throwing glitter at the haters because, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yep, and that was, that that name was, as you said, it was specifically like people even, you know, because women can be snarky sometimes, so they won't come to your face and say, oh, I know you do anything that moves. But, you know, they they whisper around the corners and, oh, you know, probably penis has been in that lately, blah, 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 blah. blah. So it's like you just confront it. You just put it out there. Yep, anything that moves. Now what you got? And not to mention, like, a lot of it, that type of stuff is super transphobic as well. Yes. Like, okay, some ladies do not have uteruses. They have Mm -hmm. different genitalia down there, and it's none of your damn business. Nope. Yep. Who I sleep with has nothing to do with you. Or your policing of my sexuality. Right. Which, again, goes back to planting your flag and saying, no, this is my space and I'm very happy with it. And I'm going to be so happy in your face that you're going to leave me alone. Right. And I think, I think we were talking about this last time that, you know, if they have issues with you because of your sexuality, then their self-esteem is, mm, I'm trying to say bad words, but um, there is screwed up enough that, um, that they don't have enough confidence in themselves that they're like, oh, she might take a man. So that means they think that a man is more powerful than them. Because Mm -hmm. if you're great and I'm dating you, 
why would I be with somebody else? Because you're great and we're together. But it's that it, it just needs to go back onto them. Patriarchy brain messes yep. up a lot of people. <laughs> yep. Which is their crap. It's not your crap. Right. You don't need to take that on. And I think, again, I keep coming back to the planning your flag and celebrating of you mm-hmm. just owning yourself and being Absolutely. so radiant about it that everybody else is getting the message. It's like, well, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but I'm Teflon. It's not going to stick mm-hmm. to me. Exactly. Taylor, did you have anything to add to my rant? <laughs> I think that with Celebrate Bisexuality Day, I really want want us as a community to go back to that name and really hold on to it because I'm seeing over the past few years, it's more often large organizations are using things like Bi-Visibility Day or Bisexual Pride Day. And I think that's missing the point of what this day is meant to be. Like what Wendy intended is she's said over the years. Yeah, I, I started to feel like I was like this cranky old lady who was standing out on my front steps saying, you kids, because it, it was just nobody was hearing me. But, you know, I'm hoping that it resonates with some people. And, I, and I'm not the, the name police if people want to have a Pride Week or whatever they want to have. Oh, we just got upgraded. Nice. Um, that's fine. But um, it's really important to um, just own your awesome ass. And, and just embrace it. Yes, we all do have awesome asses. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. But, you know, I do think this is something that maybe did fall away of, and it, and it happens, especially like you said, you started and it wasn't necessarily something you thought was going to take root. So the documentation of it didn't necessarily happen, which now we're trying to, you know, we're trying to rectify it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's maybe why it kind of, people maybe kind of heard the concept, but they're familiar with pride. So it just kind of got folded in with pride. So I think for some people that is what happened. And I think, you know, like in Austin, Texas, you know, some of the Southern places, they tend to do pride in August. So to say that it's a pride pride in September is not a big thing, but I also, and I don't want to seem like a conspiracy nut because I'm about to go there, but I also know that some people in organizations try to use the event because it had taken off and it was in five continents last I knew. Um, they tried to bend it for their own purposes and, um, and, it, and it was intentional, you know, like groups that we're I'm not, not mentioning gonna now. Say that yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's conspiracy theory because you're going to have people again, like, we mentioned Binet, people who step into spaces and their goal is not to further the group. It's to further whatever they want for themselves. Right. Which is also something we talked about in the previous episode of why it's so important to have more spaces, especially meet spaces once we, you know, once we can safely again, but have more and more and more spaces. That way, you know, people who are not necessarily for the good of the whole don't have as much of a chance to have that grow that big of an influence right and i think part of the problem that we saw was like there's and i know this is a loaded word assimilation 
I know assimilation is a super loaded word, and especially for bisexuals, because it's something that's lobbed at us, you know, weaponized Mm -hmm. as well, because, oh, well, you're straight passing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not trying to do gay affected voice. I'm trying to do bitchy Mm-hmm. High school cheerleader voice. I realized that may have come across intentionally, and that if it did, that was not my intention. Uh, I was trying to do bitchy high schooler. Um, but no, it does get lobbed against. It's like you're straight passing, or you're not our type of queer presenting, or mm-hmm. or 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 or. So there's this idea of assimilation, and I know it's been in the larger queer community as a whole. We'll get rights if we act like them, and the straight see we're just like them. Mm-hmm. And then it brings up this entire kind of divide between people who are more um, non-assimilationist, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you look how at they present themselves. The earliest uh, gay rights around Stonewall, there was, you know, if we present straight, we look just like normal white middle class Americans, then they'll accept us. And that got rid of the drag queens, that got rid of the transgender people, that got rid of the bisexuals, that got rid of the, mm-hmm. anybody who is freaky, right? Um, and then, you know, they formed their own groups and, or we did the us two thing forever. The interesting thing I saw in the national by organizations in the last decade was it was the opposite. If you don't automatically say, this is my gender of choice, or, or you don't automatically say, I'm, I'm touting my white privilege or, or I'm whatever PC thing it was, then you weren't by enough, right? And so, so we had people from- Performative. Right, right, and and those are that that's exactly it, right? Because then I'm I'm PC enough, or I'm I know the right words and the catchphrases, so I'm hip, and you're not, so you don't belong. And that's that same stupid mentality that alienated the bisexual community from the LGBT community. I in mean, the first a place. if I'm walking into a meet space or a meeting in general with fellow bisexuals that I don't know, you have no damn right to know who I'm sexually attracted to. Nope. That is none your business. Nope. Like none of your business. Nope. Um, to, to me, it's, we, we've either done this assimilation thing or we do assimilationist and how should, how do I phrase this? We, don't let people just be right and we don't have the spaces anymore because we were trying to oh well we have to cater to these groups or if we do this then we have more groups and we don't have enough groups that just let people be and i'm not saying let people exist in them and be terrible and toxic or racist or transphobic or you know any type of shitlord for lack of a better word right right but we don't let we don't have spaces to let people from all walks of life, you know, whether, whatever your religious background is, you know, I'm Muslim Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, some of you might be Christian or some of you might be Buddhist or Hindu or, you know, atheist or agnostic, whatever. You just let everybody be and just be people who happen to be X, Y, Z and being able to enjoy being together, knowing we have certain things in common and even if the outside world is judging us, nobody's going to judge us in here as long as, you know, we're not being a shitlord. Right. 
Well, and that's the thing, right? So we can come together as a diverse community and we can talk and we can learn from each other and we can bond. But if our first thing is, here's the 10 questions I'm going to ask you. And if you answer any of them wrong, obviously you don't belong here. Then that helps nobody. Nobody. And you don't educate people by telling them they're stupid because they don't know the buzzword of the week. Well, and again, some of those questions are none of your business. Yes. Yep. Like, I'm sorry. Why is my personal sexual attraction part of my ticket for admission into a bisexual group? If I've already told you I'm bisexual, that's all you need to know. Right. You don't need to know who my current partner is. You don't need to know my history. You know, am I bi enough? Did I sleep with enough genders? And did I do enough things with enough genders? Oh, no. Okay, so I've only, I've, I haven't slept with anybody or, oh, okay, then I'm not really bi. Or, oh, I only slept with one gender or only two genders. Then, oh, yeah, you're not really bi, right? That's just silly. Yeah, it's just, and that's just, I think that's something that kind of maybe Tumblr had issues. And I think Tumblr was a breeding ground for people who, again, were not necessarily thinking about the good of the whole so much as the good of me getting my attention and having my own sphere of influence. And I think Tumblr was a really right breeding ground for those types of people to gain control and push some really harmful practices. Uh, You know, part of that is, I, I know people like to go on about cancel culture as a hot button topic. And part of me is like, um, yeah, if you do something stupid, people have the right to tell you they don't want to hear from you anymore. Right. On the other token, though, you do see this sense of dogpiling, not from celebrities, but just from regular people who maybe didn't say the right word. And instead of just trying to give them good faith of like ignorance as opposed to malicious intent, we just immediately attack. Right. And that does, that does not help long-term. Make somebody th- feel good that, ha ha, I, I caught somebody being stupid. Yay, look at me. Because that's really what it's about. It's not really about educating the person. Mm-hmm. I think it also goes back to this, I, this theme of performativity and ex- externalizing pride and externalizing politics because if you know the person who is worthy of being quote-unquote canceled and they said a faux pas said something wrong you can possibly dm them and talk about it privately and it's much easier i think to get through to a person and point something out if you're doing it privately when you can people can have the space to cool off and process their emotions without having people watching Now, this isn't to say that, you know, if I really fuck up and even if it's out of ignorance, if Wendy comes to me privately and she's like, hey, you said this, this is why it's really harmful. That doesn't mean I don't have to apologize. I want to make that very clear. We're not saying, oh, you didn't know you're absolved out of your ignorance. You, You still need to apologize and actively be better, but it doesn't help anybody if your dog piles and you run away and you never, especially if you just literally did not know. And it was purely out of, you did not know from, for wherever you grew up, you know, we have to give people a chance to try and learn and be better and be more involved with the community. 
Yep. And, and I've, I've done that a lot, right? Reach out to somebody and say, you know, I think you might not realize how this comes across. Sometimes they might not um, agree with me, but that's okay. Cause we can at least have that dialogue mm-hmm. and, you know, at the risk of going back to the last crap, but that, you know, you can say the Confederate flag to me is really important because my father died for whatever. And I can say, yeah, but you know what? It hurts a lot of people and it, and it's connected to a lot of um, racism and a lot of negativity and a lot of oppression. And they can say, I get that, but something in, my life still has a connection to it. And we can agree to disagree, but we've had that dialogue. But if I go, you're a racist, redneck, ignorant motherfucker because you have this Confederate flag on you, it doesn't, all that does is make them um, pull away from me and you can't have that dialogue. I, and I would, you know, at least be like, well, I understand you're not going to budge on this, but I need you to not bring this to the group. Right, right. Exactly. But you could have that. That's a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do that in this sort of cancel culture or like on Twitter or on social media. Twitter go, is oh, terrible for discourse. Yep. Let's just, yep. Twitter is the worst place for discourse because everybody is just emotionally charged and nobody's thinking. Um, right. You know, and again, we're not saying if you do something wrong, you should not have to apologize for it or you should not have to make amends. No. Or even if, you know, like, the Confederate flag example, even if we can't get that person to agree, we can lay out as like, you cannot bring it to the group and you cannot talk about these topics. Right. Because your right under the constitution to have this does not supersede the right to inflict that harm on every other individual in the group. Right. And that's, that's, that's what a group is supposed to be about, right? We each have our own, baggage and wishes and desires but and that's really easy in a in the thing like twitter i can have i can say my opinions are 100 percent true and everybody else is stupid mm-hmm. i can do that from my house on my little phone but if you're going to get together with a community you have to understand that your wishes and desires are part of something that may conflict with somebody else and how do we come together to, to and i think that's unite also why meat space is so important because it is super easy to fire off a really vile comment at a blank screen on Twitter. It is much harder to do that in person with the, uh, the, you know, intended recipient, recipient, there you go, with the, with the recipient right across from you and you have to see exactly how it lands and see how their face reacts to it and realize I hurt somebody. Exactly. It's much harder to do in person. In other news, communicating boundaries is very important. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The older I get, the more I'm just like, wow, talking about boundaries is the key to adult is one of the keys to adulthood. And I think that's also why it's so important to have meet spaces because again, it's the idea that you navigating boundaries is a more visceral thing when you actually are in a room with people. Mm-hmm. And you can have those face to face conversations. Yep. How did well, you get like, so smart? That's crazy. I'm not wanting to compare us to animals, but I'm going to make a comparison and hopefully this doesn't get me in too much shit. Puppies and kittens learn how to play with other puppies and kittens because when they do the roughhousing and they hear that little 
squeak nope. of like pain yep. or yelp or whatever, that's when they, that's how they learn. Oh, I went too far. So I can only do this much pressure. I can only roughhouse this much. Exactly. And you know, it's socialization. And when we keep isolating ourselves, especially cyber wall wise, and I understand 2020 is extenuating circumstances. We can't necessarily be with each other in person, but outside of 2020 pandemic, when we keep walling ourselves off and we lose that physical space, we lose part of that socialization of being sensitive to what our words and what our actions can do to other people. And yes, I know there's going to be people, but Corey, I don't live where there's other. I'm like, well, you have, I'm not saying you have to drive or fly out to LA or Las Vegas or New York or wherever and you know, go join it that way. But I am saying is like, even just being around other people, like get off of your social media just a little bit. And, you know, we're so we're physically social beings for a reason. And even introverts need some level of interaction. Yeah. You might tire out more quickly, but you, that, that doesn't mean you just want to be a social loner. No. And sometimes even if you're, if you're not, you know, an extrovert, you can just sit and absorb a room and you can watch the dynamics and you can watch somebody Mm -hmm. make someone else yelp, like the puppies. Um, And you can absorb it even if you're not in the middle. Um, I did want to, because Taylor mentioned boundaries and that is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I burnt out twice leading by net um, because my desire is to get us all together in a big, everybody's respect, um, connected and we listen to each other. And I would do that without actually making sure I put myself first at times. And so I think when we try to form these communities, we have to remember sometimes it's okay to say no. And sometimes it's okay to say, I can't fix you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that my mental health is as important as your mental health. So boundaries are key. Well, I remember back when my entire religious background is a trip, but I remember back when I was considering seminary, which again, I know um, part of that was learning like you are supposed to be available, but you have to learn your own mental boundary of like, how much can I take on versus when does it become someone's dumping on me? Exactly. Yeah. Because you you will. You will burn out. I remember I had a person that I had a massive, massive burnout on. And it's still like if I start talking to people who are, you know, discussing their problems with me, I I know I have a level where once we start hitting a certain level, I um, it's almost like... I don't want to say it's PTSD, but it's very close to where I start feeling chest pains. Of I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Exactly. So we're not saying you have to go take on the entire bisexual community. <laughs> we're saying celebrate yourself. This is something to be proud of. It's not necessarily pride. It's a celebrate bisexuality experience for yeah. you to feel good. And 
you know, try to have your meat spaces, but also yep. realize the world is not on your shoulders. It's just do what you can. Right. And if you want a challenge for the 2020 um, CBD, reach out to somebody different than you in our community and just say, hey, maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll make a friend. Hey, how are you celebrating CBD? Exactly. You know, I keep thinking hemp oil every time we say CBD. How are I you know. celebrating CBD? I'm getting high. <laughs> well, some people might be. That's true. I know some people probably legitimately are going to be like, I'm going to get so baked. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> get baked responsibly. <clears throat> Oh, I'm just like, man, I know that puppy kitty comment is going to come back and bite me. <laughs> I hope y'all understood what I was trying to say with that. I, <laughs> oh, I definitely. totally get it. As someone who grew up raising puppies and kittens, I totally get it. And it's something that, like, um, I had an abusive childhood and then moved out as a young adult and had to basically, I have to re-socialize, basically. And so... It's like, I once had this very uncomfortable conversation with one of my housemates and I was like, so this is a thing and boundaries, da, da, da. And she's like, yeah, these conversations are kind of meant to be awkward because you're being vulnerable in a healthy way. And I was like, the awkwardness is normal. It's not just me. And so I think it's okay if you're setting boundaries and you feel a bit uncomfortable because it means that you a kind of navigating the vulnerability of expressing boundaries and to tie that back to CBD. Since we can't go outside and like do anything, now is a good time to really sit with yourself, think about your boundaries and how you want to celebrate yourself. You know, there's this pressure to like be really loud and bold for pride, but if you're closeted or trying to come out, you know, sit and ask yourself, is like going full cannons blasting with bi pride colors best for you or what you think is best for your friends and community. Like I'm slowly coming out to people around me and like, I'm a part of me is like, I want to take off a CBD from work, but what do I tell my like loved ones and employees why I'm off that day? Yep. It's kind of like learning to balance those issues. And that's a really, really important point, too, right? Because pride, especially in the 90s and probably still now, it's all about you have to come out in October. You have to tell everybody in your life exactly what your sexuality is or or you're not a good queer person, right? But that's so judgy, right? I might Mm be a 17-year-old who, if I come out, I will be homeless. I might be... um, I'm muted because the dogs are being stupid, but... um, I had a don't ask, don't tell relationship with my dad for, for probably 25 years. I, I was, I'm in Wikipedia, right? I was a president of a national buy group, but as soon as it would come up, he didn't want to talk about it. So technically I wasn't out to my dad. So did that make me like not a good bisexual? Did I not do enough because there's a, a parental unit who didn't want to know about my life, right? So, so part of CBD is also figuring out how you, um, sorry, Frenchie and Chihuahua Lab having fun. Um, part of 
CBD is just figuring out what you feel good about with yourself. And that, does, that doesn't mean you have to be out to X number of people. It's where you're at in your life and what you, um, what you cherish about yourself and what's important, regardless of the number of people or the way in which you're out. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same with me. I'm, you know, I'm Muslim and I'm not trying to make implications about Islam, but, you know, there are some people now since I reverted that I am much more cautious sure about also being like oh yeah and i'm queer um too i mean it's the same thing with christianity you know um there's a sometimes there are religious components that might be reasons why you aren't um as out as you might otherwise want to be right heck being out as muslim can be dangerous too right so you got it both sides um but yeah it's just and I like what you said about what you want to cherish about yourself. You know, what, where are you in your life this year? And what are you happy about that you can celebrate you? You know. Exactly. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big, complicated thing. I know for me, I'm looking forward to just sitting on the couch watching a Disney cartoon with an openly bi female character. The Owl House. Corey's heard a lot about it because I've been obsessed with it recently. And for me, I cherish it because I love animation and I love female characters and I love seeing progress happen in real time. And I also think I'm going to be celebrating with some of my close Swifty friends by just listening to queer music and queer music with my friends and just sending them by TikToks. Sometimes it's that simple because... It's perfect. It's perfect. I yeah. mean, I'm going to be frank. I'm just going to use it as an excuse to get myself a bottle of fragrance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a literal treat yourself day. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me is like wondering how I can get a little slice of cake, a little cake from a nearby bakery that might be in like rainbow or pride colors somehow, because I- I'm not good at baking. And there's like a cool unicorn cheesecake recipe that's literally food dye that is by pride colors. But, like, I, that's way too complicated. Like, I don't want to have to do a lot of work for CBD because I have so many spoons right now. So it's, like, right. being as chill as possible. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, celebration planning is a bit intimidating for me. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to music, cartoons, and cake. Nice. That sounds perfect. So, also, you know, for those of you who are planning to celebrate, you can always drop us a little line or on Twitter, you know, with under a hashtag CBD celebration. Well, maybe not CBD celebration. We may have to rethink <laughs> the acronym here. Celebrate okay, bisexuality hashtag. Why don't, we, why don't we just say celebrate bisexuality hashtag for that day. Tell us what you're doing to celebrate yourself. Um, just don't use CBD because then we're going to have an entirely different community that's very confused. They're like, why, why are the bisexuals here? Are the bisexuals getting into pot now? I mean, a lot of them, I think, have already been into pot for a while. <laughs> True, yes. But um, So remember, if you've listened all the way up till now, it's hashtag celebrate bisexuality. Tweet at us uh, at thefandamentals.com what you're going to be doing that day to celebrate yourself. And you're going to register to vote if you haven't done that yes, yet. Yes, 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 yes. If you have not Thanks. registered to vote, you have got to register to vote and go vote. 
this fall. Yes. Even, I mean, do the extra little bit of like work you need to do. If you do need to do a mail-in ballot, make sure you've sent it in on time. I think Regis the late, oh, go ahead. Go. I think for the latest for mail-in ballots is October 20th, but double check that. Don't quote me on that. You know, yeah, you just, everybody needs to double check their own state. Yeah. It varies and, by state. Yeah. And also if you request a mail-in ballot, look into if your state is doing ballot boxes yes. because ballot boxes are like official election boxes outside community places like post offices, post offices, um, post offices, sorry, libraries, churches, community centers, and the mail will be collected by bipartisan election officials. And it means that the U USPS doesn't have to mail the ballot. So look into that. So ballot and in the last ditch attempt, if you miss your deadline, take it up to a polling place the day of and turn it in there. Um, several states will allow you to do that, but go look up the deadlines, make sure you are registered and make sure you do what you need to do to get your civil duty done. And it is, it is, it is your civic duty. I just said yep. civil duty. I don't know why civic duty. And every four years we go, this is the most important election ever, but this one bar none is puts everything else to shame. Um, yeah. Y'all really need to go vote anyway so that's about all the time we have today again wendy thank you so much for coming back we always love when you're able to swing by and talk to us oh, i love talking to you guys it's been and a blast don't forget we have an entire network of podcasts and wendy has not wendy sorry wendy taylor <laughs> has very helpfully written them all out for me if i could get her name right hi <laughs> so on the network we have beneath the screen of the ultra critics Obviously, Ladies First, uh, Sartorial Splendor, that's Haram, Unabashed Book Snobbery, The Fundamentalists, and we have a weekly uh, TTRPG RPG uh, live play called Fae Forge Academy. They're really awesome. You can check them out every Friday, and they're starting a brand new arc, so now's the time to get in on them. Again, I know I've said this, but Wendy, we love having you on. Um, it's always such a joy to hear from you. And especially, you know, you have wisdom that Taylor and I have not lived yet. <laughs> and a lot of our listeners have not lived yet. So it's always nice when you can come on and you're, you know, gracious enough to pass that on to us. Anytime. Love you guys. Love you too. And remember, go vote and wear a mask. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you can wear your mask in pride colors. That's there you right. go. And vote. <laughs>